The worst though is when you wear the matching underwear and mm-hmm. he doesn't even notice. That's mm-hmm. happened to me so many times where like I buy something cute, put it on, and he's like, okay, like, you know, take your bra off. Like, I'm like, you didn't even notice that I tried for you. <laughs> Welcome to the Big Kid Problems podcast, based on the comedic social channel all about not wanting to be an adult. I'm your host, the writer, creator, and pretty normal human being behind Big Kid Problems, Sarah Merrill. Now, I've spent the last almost decade making jokes about entering the adult world, and as I've gotten older, I've realized that no matter what your age is, we all have Big Kid Problems. So each week, we will take a funny yet informative look at a specific Big Kid Problem, break it down with our roundtable panel, then have out an expert to help us solve our problem of the week. From love and relationships, career, money, physical and mental health, bad decisions, and just general life responsibilities, nothing is off limits. So thank you so much for joining me as we navigate adulthood together. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to another week and another episode of the Big Kid Problems podcast. This week, we are getting a little intimate, friends. We are diving into the topics of sex and relationships, and more specifically, what happens when you get stuck in a rut with your significant other. Now, this is way more common than you might think, and Actually, there has been a ton of research on why this happens and more importantly, how to fix it and bring the fun back into your sex life. So I am very excited for this episode because we have on such a great expert to help us solve this big kid problem. You guys might remember Andrea Sirtas. She was on the episode a few weeks back all about pregnancy and fertility, but she is also a sex and relationship expert who has written several dating books and has been on literally hundreds of TV appearances on shows like Good Morning America, The Today Show, CBS This Morning, and just so many others. So trust me when I say homegirl knows what she's talking about. And like, to be real, Andrea is so good on this topic. Like she was answering my questions before I was even asking them. Like I was blown away by her and she gives like just really good, really usable tips um, that I think a lot of you will be able to try in your own relationships. So definitely stick around for that. But before we jump into it with Andrea, we are going to kick things off with two other familiar faces from this show, Connor Crehan and Anna Morgenstern. You guys may remember them from my third ever episode on this podcast called Single As Book. Connor is co-host of the Barstool Sports Podcast, Zero Blog 30, and Anna is a dating coach in New York City. They are back this week, and we get into it and talk all about our own experiences with sex ruts, hooking up in Ubers, and why some things are off limits until marriage. Quick disclaimer, mom and dad, you might want to skip this episode, but for the rest of you, I promise you guys are in for a treat this week. I was like, actually laughing out loud editing this roundtable. So I think you're going to enjoy this one. So without further ado, sit back, maybe light a candle, get yourself in the mood and stay with us because it's going to get real. All 
All right. Welcome back to the Big Kid Problem Podcast. I'm here with our old friends, Connor Crehan of Barstool Sports. He has a podcast called Zero Blog 30. And I'm here with Anna Morgenstern. She's a dating coach and matchmaker here in New York City. Hey, guys. Hey. hey. Thanks How for Thanks for coming back on the show. Oh, it's so good to be back. <laughs> so good. Really Feels like you. it's been a while since <laughs> we spoke last. So it's good to get back in the mix and have a good conversation. So again much more to talk about. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Dating in New York. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. We could do this all day. I know. <laughs> well, this time, okay, so this is going to be a little bit of an interesting discussion, but we're, we're going to talk about once you've been in a relationship for a while, like mm. what it's like sexy time wise, because yeah. we all know it starts off real strong. Yeah. And I think maybe, maybe this is just me. Maybe you guys can relate, but it starts to taper off. Taper is not the word. It's falls off a cliff sometimes. <laughs> well, the worst is when you have to do the obligatory sex session once a week. That's yeah. when you know it's kind of like going on the decline. You yeah. have to change things up. Otherwise, if you're like, oh, God, we haven't had sex this week. Oh, I should probably do it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's bad. Like, oh, in a week? Like, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable how comfortable you get and just not doing it. So it's, it's you become be more tough. like buddies. Yeah. So you, you have really to have like, that sexual connection. Otherwise, right. you're going to lose that spark. When do you think is like, how, like, you said one week. What do you, do you, would you agree, Connor? Do you think it's a week? Would you say it's longer? In terms of like when you need to dra- hit that, when you definitely need to hit it. Yeah, two three weeks. Yeah, <laughs> you know that yeah. sucks for two three weeks. I sometimes because all right. So here's here's the problem. Here's the problem. We'll get if we get in a fight and then she's not attracted to me because she's angry at me, and, and by the time she's done being angry, up oh, she hits her period. So <laughs> then we're at like two two and a half weeks, and the timing just sucks. So then you got to wait that out. And then by the time you're waiting out the period, I probably do something again. So I tack on another week to that. I'm just going to say a real man will have sex with you when you're on your period. All right. Uh, I have no problem with that. I'm going to tell you, I'll be very honest with you guys. I had no problem going down, you know, the red highway. Your red highway. But she, if she doesn't want to, I'm not going to force it. So, yeah, I have know. to say I'm not always down. Like, really? sometimes I am. It, it depends. I mean, there's other I think it's less it. about the actual situation and just how she's feeling. And yeah. she does. She, if she feels gross, she doesn't want to necessarily have sex. Yeah, that's fair. That so, I, fair. Mean, I, I don't, like I said, I don't have a problem. You know, we we'll just jump in the shower, do it in there. It's easier. <laughs> no, no fuss, no muss, nothing to clean up. You don't have to worry about dirty in the sheets. It's easy. So. Well, this is starting off strong, you guys. <laughs> I, what, what's your move? Like, if you think it's been going a long time, what do you ha- do? You have like a way that you ease into it? Do you say like, do you actually like in your mind put in the calendar like, if we don't have sex by this date, like I'm gonna do something? For me, it was always like by the end of the week, by Sunday, if we have not had sex, we're gonna have sex on Sunday. Like, okay, I, for me, it's weekly. And then was that something that he figured out though? Like, uh oh, she's gonna try to have sex with me. <laughs> Schedule like a call or yeah. something. Well, you know, I think it's when you're in a relationship, a lot of what you do is based around food mm-hmm. and the more comfortable you get, the more, you know, adventurous you get in the, in food. So if you do like Indian or like Thai, <laughs> you're not necessarily want to have sex after that. That's fair. So I think that's what happened to me in that relationship where we started eating more together and we we're just like, oh, too full. Don't touch me. Yeah. And I was like, we have to get out of this rut. Like we need to like spice things up. Like <laughs> the worst though is when you wear the matching underwear and he mm-hmm. doesn't even notice that's mm-hmm. happened to me so many times where I like I buy something cute, 
put it on and he's like, okay, like, you know, take your bra off. Like, I'm like, you didn't even notice that I tried for you. <laughs> guys, I've never matched my underwear ever. You're not even noticing. This is like a public service announcement <laughs> to guys everywhere. If your girlfriend has matching underwear on, then like it's on. It's on. <laughs> yeah. And you better appreciate that shit. Okay. I haven't matched my underwear in like <laughs> probably a year and a half. <laughs> if there, it happens like once a year, it's like birthdays. And Valentine's. like Valentine's yeah. Day, and that's it. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll make a mental note of that. Right now. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You're gonna go to the store. But there is nothing worse than when you put in the effort yes. and the guy like isn't into it. Because I think as females too, like we always were taught like guys think about sex every seven seconds or like whatever yeah. that stupid bullshit is. Yeah. And then we feel bad when like a guy isn't our boyfriend of a long term isn't trying to jump our bones. Yeah. Well, do you guys think it's if you had to say one or the other? When there's a tapering off, is it more the girl or the guy? I think it can go either way. But with, but the thing is, like, is he still masturbating? Is he masturbating behind my back? And that's why he's not like, I don't well, how do you feel, I do you think about that. that. How do you feel about that? I'd be pretty pissed off if he was just jerking off all the time and didn't want to have sex with me. <laughs> OK. <laughs> I'd be like, why is your hand more attractive than my body? Right. Like, what's right, going okay. on? But I think that's more of like an emotional problem in the relationship. I do think though, I mean, like, I think that you would know better than I do, but at least in my head, I think he's not doing either. Like, I'm kind of like, is the, I feel like maybe it's just like, there's, cause so you could have it if you want it, but sure. you just kind of like, you're comfortable and you just, I don't know. Does your, when you're single versus when you're in a relationship, like, are you hornier? Like, <laughs> no, I don't think the horny levels change. Okay. I think it's, it's a pretty steady ride throughout. You're always really down for it. One way or the other. Um, but like, I think when you get in a relationship, it's that comfort thing. So sometimes it is just easier to, to, to whack it and then to go through the whole rigmarole of having sex. Even rigmarole. If, even if it's just quick sex. I mean, sometimes it's just easier, you know, to rub one out in the shower. Then, really? Yeah. That's that's also the problem. When you get into a relationship. I'd be like wow. pissed if I was like, we haven't had sex in two weeks and you're yeah. like. And then it's also quick. Yeah, like, you have to kind of like make sure you have those nights where it's like light a candle, put a little like Frank Ocean on. Does that yeah. does that do anything for you, Connor? If your girl lights a candle, or are you like we always have candles lit though? Oh, so it's, sexy. Yeah, no, well, we like the um. She makes me buy her those ones from uh, Anthropology that are super expensive, but they are really potent, so I don't mind. But, uh, so <laughs> I love always, your candle knowledge. Yeah. Oh yeah, my candle knowledge <laughs> is extensive. Um, we have we always have candles going, so candles wouldn't necessarily do it for me, but I will keep an eye out for the matching underwear. Yeah, you should. Yeah, I, uh, that I, that's definitely been a thing where it just didn't go appreciated. Are yeah. there any other things? Okay, so like we do the matching underwear, Connor. Mm-hmm. Is there things that you do that like girls should look out for? Like, oh, maybe he's trying to put the I feel like it's so obvious. What am I saying? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, it's just like right, rubbing your answer, boner on your yeah, leg. Yeah, yeah there's, there's, goes there's the that. Yeah. Yeah. He goes for the boobs first. Yeah, like, if okay, I start grabbing you, if I start grabbing you and start moving my hand certain places. Yeah. No, I would say um, if, if a guy, <laughs> if a guy uh, takes extra time to, to do some manscaping and make his, oh. his member look like he's ready for a show, then yeah, I would say then that's the, the extent of the effort. So just like peeking the pants, like, oh, okay, yeah. you're groomed today. All right. Oh, <laughs> you shaved. All right. Done. We're ready. I don't know how you would know that. But That's not fair. That on that note too, like girls, we do that like all the freaking time mm-hmm. and it doesn't always necessarily end in. Uh, yeah. Well, I think Nikki. as women, we expect the guy to make the move for yeah. sex. It's not, we're usually not the ones that are like, Hey, babe, yeah, but why like, does that have to be that way? Why can't you guys make the move sometimes? I'll, I'll tell I'll you guys, why. You guys get hit on. You, because you guys have the material that's needed to be 
yeah. rejected for okay. this to happen. So if that's not happening, <laughs> then we're going to feel sexually rejected. That's true. And as a girl too, because we, again, we, we've been taught our whole lives, guys just want to have sex all the time, all the mm-hmm. time, all the time. Mm-hmm. If we actually like make the effort or start going for like the back rub or whatever the move is, and then the guy's not into it, like oh that God. sexual rejection, I feel like we take so much harder. Whereas like guys are just used to it. Yeah. yeah. We just brush it off. That's like, all right. I'll try again tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he doesn't want me anymore. Yeah, because we also overanalyze things. Oh, yeah. Way yeah. more than guys. Yeah. Like, you're probably just like, oh, my stomach hurts. I want to go to bed. We're like, he doesn't love us anymore. He's, He's cheating. not attracted yeah, to me. All these things. Like, we make up crazy stories. Is that where your mind goes? Yeah. Oh, by the way. If, 1,000 If my boyfriend's not texting me back within the hour, I'm like, he's on a date with someone else. He's doing, like, he. Oh, well, that's he's like, well, right. well, <laughs> I can't agree with that one. No, but, but, like, but then thinking, doesn't like, that no, speak like to me. something else that's going on in the relationship? If there's that, if there isn't a trust factor there? Your mind just goes crazy as a girl sometimes. Like, you just make up stories yeah that are totally not true but you just like there's a the trust factor is different i'd say than like the sexual thing because it, yeah. it is if it happens like more than one time we keep getting rejected like mm-hmm. it does oh, go yeah. to like oh there's something deeply wrong with our relationship because guys are wired for sex why doesn't he want to have sex with me but i think okay would you say we've been told that our whole lives that guys want to have sex all the time that's mm-hmm. probably would you say that's true or no uh maybe when we're younger uh, yeah you know, like you know in and around 20 um, certainly when it's new, like when you're, mm-hmm. I mean, for some guy when in high school, when it's new, then you're thinking about it more because you're trying more. But as you get older and don't get me wrong, like sex is great. But as you've done it more, it's not the sole thought in your head as much. So yeah. It does get different as you get older. And there are times where it's just like, I don't really feel like doing this right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could just watch TV. Watching a, yeah. yeah. When it's also like abundant, it's you're not coming from a scarcity mode. So you're right. like, you know, you can always have it. So you're not like, oh, I have to have it tonight. Otherwise, right. I'm not going to have right. it again. So, yeah. So, I mean, like if I was just going out with a girl one or two times, like I would definitely want to do it because I don't know when I might see this girl again. But with a girlfriend or, you know, in your cases, you know, boyfriends, it's always there. It's always kind of available. So that pressure isn't there. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That's very true. It's very rational. But in the moment, when you get rejected, like that's, your mind does not go rational. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you never, like, you never, has there been a time in a relationship where you've gone a long time without having sex and you actually do start to think, okay, maybe there is something wrong in the relationship? Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. And I mean, that's a scary thought. Like, and, you know, I've been there where it's like, all right, well, what's wrong with our relationship that we're not having sex? Because sex should be part of it. Yeah. A healthy relationship. You don't necessarily need to be doing it four times a day and standing on your head and all sorts of <laughs> weird ways and toys and stuff. But I mean, it needs to be. <laughs> but you can if you want. <laughs> <laughs> but you can if you want. Um, but I do think it, that a healthy sexual relationship is very vital to have a good relationship. Yeah. Yeah. yeah with my last relationship, when it was like obligatory to do it once a week, at times I was like, all right, like something's definitely off here. Like, why are we not trying to touch each other? Yeah. Yeah. And when it like, when even you're, when you're having sex and it is like, quick, just doing this. Yeah. Just and you're like, do uh-huh. it. and do the same routine. You know, like the yeah. same, like two moves. Walk me through your routine. <laughs> yeah. Tell me what is your routine, Anna? It's different with each person. Okay. But in that one, it was always like, you know, the, the spooning position. Uh-huh. And that was it. And like that That's was it. it. It was like 10 minutes. He was done. And like, I never came. And I was like, all right. Well, what's, what's good with that position is you can actually be on your phone. You can <laughs> <say> scrolling. <laughs> there are pros. Checking, checking the weather for tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. That's Do I need a, a light jacket tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> That's always a really uh, big confidence booster when your girl's on her phone during sex. You just know you're doing something really well. Yeah. I she wouldn't even needs- want the TV to be on because I feel like that's too distracting. Like, yeah. Yeah, that is true. On- speaking, of, speaking of um, things being on, have, have either of you ever done it with 
some sort of pornography going on in the background. When I was younger, like definitely not now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think when I was younger, I was like in college, it's cool. Like, oh, I'm being naughty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then it's just kind of distracting. It's yeah. like, uh, and also like I'm not feeling what this girl's feeling. Like sure. she's moaning like crazy. Like why do I feel like? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> feels like you're doing something wrong. Okay. Are you, you you look at the TV and it's like a big like just gross shot that you weren't ready for. It's like someone's asshole. Yeah, like close up of someone's inner asshole, and I'm like, you know what? I also have a Not really strong me. gag reflex and a lot of porn. I can't watch it. I will literally gag. Oh. I, I can't look at some of those things. Video like yeah, disgusting. It's yeah. basically like two percent of things I can watch. I don't know. That's just me, Connor. Yeah. <laughs> I have, yeah, not not in recent years, but it's been there. It's yeah. just something. I mean, again, as you get older, you do it more. You run about run out of ideas. So you got to just try to think of something to just change things. You up. know what? That's actually not a bad piece of advice. Yeah. You know, maybe mixing it up. Yeah, just a different way to mix it up. I mean, there's a ton of different ways to mix it up. Whether you introduce toys into it, you know, vibrators. Uh, I mean, the list goes on and on. There's a lot of ways you can spice things up. You just matter of how open are you to trying something? Yeah. So wait, so have you ever, you'd be open to that if your girl like brought over just like a really weird toy, toy, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, like an anal bead for you. (laughs) (laughs) That's where I might draw the line. I don't know. Um, Would you be like flattered? You'd be like, well, thank you. (laughs) First of all, is this new or used? Yeah. Has this been sanitized? You want to pull the tag off, you know? <laughs> you I don't want to rip it out. out of the package. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think I'd probably at least be open to a conversation to trying something. If if she was like really into something and wanting to do something, I would at least consider it. Yeah. And I wouldn't just be like, no, get out of here with that. Has yeah. that ever happened to you? Has anyone it's tried It's funny to- you say that because this, this guy I'm seeing now, we were having sex once and he's like, oh, I have a little vibrator. Like, let me pull it out. And I'm like, a used one like it's just like in your bag yeah, like, what? like what that's kind of weird that's the part i was that. like it's like going through a drawer i was like no no he's like no no it's new i've never used it i'm like mm. so it's just out of the package chilling yeah, like, i don't know about that i didn't like that yeah you couldn't even find it so it's fine but okay I was, yeah it's like no <laughs> yeah when i when i think of vibrator yes I but like, no yeah. i would think it's that the girls her own vibrator that then she introduced into but if it's the, a guy it's like what's he doing with i don't know yeah i was gonna say i don't know what purpose that is that guy has a vibrator with him yeah. so that would have been a bit of a red flag <laughs> it didn't feel fresh to me it's not <laughs> very suspect mm-hmm. have you guys ever tried to like bring something or or like introduce sexy time into your relationship or do something where it was just like a straight up fail yeah <laughs> yeah for me it's like doing something in public like if we're on an airplane getting a blanket and maybe like Whoa. A little oh Anna. You know, like, I like to do like little spicy things like that but the thought's always good, and then you try to actually do it, mm-hmm. or like in a cab or something, you know. Mm-hmm. And you always get caught. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. I've tried to enter the Mile High Club. Like mm-hmm. I'm always the one. Like let's do this. Like it's late, and my, and my boyfriend's like, no, absolutely <laughs> Next time not. Just get the blanket. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay, weird. I'm not a huge fan of uh, PDA. And I just get awkward. But for some reason, I've been able to do things in backs of cabs and Ubers that it's just oh, not yeah. a big deal. It's just, almost like the Uber driver is not a human. Right. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. The things we talk about back there. We yeah. do. Hey, oh, man. They must have the best stories about us. For sure. That's, yeah, that's definitely true. And then for whatever reason, yeah, it doesn't bother me to, you know, get a blowjob in the back of an Uber on the way. Really? Oh, yeah. Does that affect your Uber rating? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't my Uber. <laughs> so I don't know. Well, probably. Maybe make it better. I don't know. 
but yeah, no, there's definitely things that I've tried. And, you know, sometimes you you try the back back door and it's closed and it's not opened, and you get <laughs> back yelled door at. Is yeah. locked shut. Oh, you, are you talking? Like anal. Is there another, anal. Is there another oh, anal door? is what I'm referring to, Anna. Anal penetration is what I'm talking about. <laughs> I can't even watch the porn, let alone do it myself. Okay. Like, it's such a hard no for me. All right. Hey, everyone has their thing. I'm saving mine to, for marriage. Oh, that's nice of you. I know. It's very noble. Mine's yeah. on my deathbed. Like the day before I die, you can do it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's it. That doesn't seem enticing. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess um, backdoor play. <laughs> I uh, look at do once before I die. <laughs> yeah. Some things I think are scarier. Than they actually are, in other words. So I think females, and tell me if I'm wrong, but they're just more scared of the thought of doing that. I'm more and, scared. It's just I'm gonna not control my poos after. <laughs> just gonna uncontrollably come out of me because you ripped something. It just doesn't seem enticing at all to me. It's just like that doesn't sound fun. It doesn't seem. Well, like how will you know if you never try it? And I'll I'll marry, if I get married one day, I'll let you guys I'll always know. think of his penis covered in poo. That's yeah, like, I'm not gonna want to touch that thing ever again. Even if yeah. he showers five times, yeah. like, I'm gonna want to think of like feces infected penis. Okay, all right. There you go again, thinking things much further than you probably should. I can't help it. I'm a girl. Yes. You guys need to get out of your own way sometimes, I think. That's probably true. Very fair. That's fair. Fair point. Well, I think that was very informative for everybody involved. Uh, You stick around. We will be right back with our expert of the week here to solve our big kid problem and help us get back to banging. So stay tuned. All right, you guys may not know this about me because I'm sure it sounds like I have my shit together, but I am not a morning person. I normally need an extra large coffee before my brain even turns on, and then I need another coffee around 11, and then I'm all jacked up on caffeine and my anxiety kicks in, and like, let me tell you, it's a whole mess. But that was before I discovered Strong Coffee Company about a year ago. So strong coffee is like a healthy coffee on steroids. It looks like a protein powder. It's so easy to make. All you do is you mix it with hot or cold water. I usually do the latte flavor with hot water. It's so delish. And then it's packed with all this extra good stuff like collagen protein to support healthy skin, hair, and nails, MCT oil, which helps cognitive function, and hyaluronic acid to rejuvenate and hydrate your skin all while you're just drinking your morning coffee. Now, that MCT oil is like what gives it that extra kick. It's not quite an Adderall, but you definitely feel more focused than your average cup of coffee. And then there's L-theanine in it, which supports calm focus and memory, so you don't get those jitters you get when you drink regular coffee or, or take an Adderall. Now, I love it, and I've been using it every day. It's replaced coffee for me. Um, And I am so pumped that Strong Coffee Company is joining the Big Kid Problems family and offering our listeners 20% off your first purchase. So if you want to give it a try, go to strongcoffeecompany.com and use code BIGKID at checkout for 20% off. Um, I will also link it in our show notes. But again, that's strongcoffeecompany.com and use code BIGKID at checkout. All right. By now, you've been enjoying the Big Kid Problems podcast. 
But have you checked out the Big Kid Problems website? There is a lot of fun stuff on there. We've got my blog. We have podcast recaps every week. And there is a place to shop Big Kid Problem merchandise if you have any gifts that you need to get coming up. We've got Mother's Day stuff. We've got engagement gifts. Um, great stuff for coworkers, your boss, or people that you don't care about that much. Because, I mean, everything's pretty much $20 with free shipping. And you can't beat that. So definitely check out thebigkidproblems.com. Check out the merch, check out all the other good stuff, and give it a whirl, thebigkidproblems.com. Welcome back to the Big Kid Problem Podcast. I am joined now with our expert of the week, Andrea Sertash. She is here to help us out on our Big Kid Problem of sex and relationships and why we barely bang anymore. Andrea is the uh, author of the, the book, Cheat on Your Husband with Your Husband. I love that title. Um, so you seem like the right person to talk to about this. I mean, I also wrote a book called It's Okay to Sleep with Him on the First Date and Every Other Rule of Dating Debunked. <laughs> so <laughs> I definitely have written a lot about sex and relationships. Yeah, so it's a good topic. It is a good topic. And and why do you think it is, like in long-term relationships specifically, why that sex, you know, kind of turns off towards the end? Well, nature works really hard for us to procreate, actually, when, when we're falling in love, we can't keep our hands off of each other. And that's that's because the first stage of love, our brains actually literally physiologically look different from the second phase of love. So at the beginning, when you fall in love with someone and you can't stop talking about him and everything you see, you're like, people want to gag because you're just so in love and everything's <laughs> a selfie and amazing. That's because of the novelty and your brain is just high on dopamine and other, everything's like shooting in your brain. I call romantic love, romantic love, because you're kind of insane. Um, (laughs) And then, yeah, and I wrote about this a lot and cheat on your husband with your husband. But after about one and a half years, three years is a long, one to three years, but one and a half years on average, the brain changes and you settle into what Dr. Helen Fisher uh, calls a attachment stage. And the novelty's worn off a bit and you're not, as Gaga, you're still very excited, hopefully, to be together, but it's just not new anymore. And I, I think that happens for many couples after a couple of years. So suddenly you may notice morning breath. And <laughs> <laughs> but at the beginning, your your brain mirrors that of someone with OCD or someone with like a cocaine addiction. <laughs> That's insane. And then does it ever tape does it taper off further from that? Like after phase two, does it even get like less and less and less? Or? Well, certain things get more and more and more. So I don't want to be be you know, big downer on this podcast. So what gets less and less and less is the novelty of, oh my gosh, he touched me and I have shivers. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you're, hopefully your connection has deepened. Um, you're fulfilled in a deeper, different way. And so you can have true intimacy and great lovemaking. It's just not, it's just not new. So, but it could still be great. So mm-hmm. that's my big message today. It doesn't have to, you don't have to become roommates if you live together just because your brain has changed. Yeah. All right. So like, let's just freaking get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you mentioned that like becoming roommates thing when you move in together. I think that's like such an important thing. Like what specifics would you say? Like, give me some good stuff on how to like bring the mojo back into your relationship. Well, so funny because when I, when I came out with Cheat on Your Husband with Your Husband, everybody thought the book was about role play, like dress up as a stewardess and then he'll come in. And that's not, I mean, whatever floats your boat, do that (laughs) if that works. But that wasn't really the 
the intention. So basically, uh, cheating on your husband with your husband, I think, is about bringing some of the newness back to the relationship and not just becoming lazy with the, the same old, same old every week because days turn into months, turn into weeks and years. And it's just... Well, months don't turn into weeks, but weeks turn into months and years. And then you wake up and you, yeah, you're not lovers and partners. You're like friends or roommates. And that's when things kind of break down. So I think novelty can be everything from, you know, we're going to just explore a new neighborhood and pretend we're going to be tourists in our city this weekend. And let's do something that we would do if we were traveling outside the city. Um, Because when we are on vacation with our lover, our partner, the novelty surges in our brain again. And mm-hmm. we, when we see new things, um, that's why sex is great on vacation because not only do you not have dirty dishes in the sink, but your brain is all excited stimulated. and stimulated by all these news. You know, everything is full sensory. So you want to bring that energy, even if you're in the same city, not traveling back to your experience. Um, you have to be proactive about that because you're going to feel like, Putting on Netflix and doing what you do every night together. Yep. Or, you know, you're not going Are you to watching me and my boyfriend. <laughs> I'm watching every couple <laughs> and everything I want to do with my husband in the winter, <laughs> yeah. basically. But those times when we have dedicated, one thing my husband and I do actually is we get a hotel room in the city every few months. And that's basically just to kind of mix it up and cheat on each other with each other. And it's really awesome because we'll we'll pick different parts of New York. We both live in, we live in Brooklyn, New York. So we'll pick different parts of Manhattan Mm -hmm. so that we can do touristy things. And we meet each other at the hotel after work. And it's kind of sexy. That is kind of hot. Oh, I like to like, we just go on. Yeah. And we like find last minute deals. So that's cute. I love that. Okay. Give me more. (laughs) Just give me, give me all the things. Well, I always say there's a chapter in the book called Plan to be Spontaneous. Mm -hmm. So I think like couples, especially women, we get in this thing where we're like, it wasn't spontaneous. It didn't mean anything because I told him I needed it. That's not true. Get that out of your head right now because men sometimes need direction here. And he may not be Don Juan on his own, but if you say to him, and you don't want to do it in a critical way, you don't want to say, you never take me out anymore. That's not a good way to start a conversation. So if you say, remember how sexy it was when we blank, then you're getting his juices flowing again. Um, He doesn't need to plan it. Of course, you can plan it. It's not all on him. But the point is you need to communicate your desires and your needs and then plan it planet. So even sex, you're going to maybe be surprised by this. Schedule sex. If your sex is out the window because you're both too busy, too tired, too in the attachment phase and not even thinking about it, you need to be proactive because when you don't um, have sex, testosterone levels drop in both Mm -hmm. men and women. So if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. So you need to keep it up. And what you can do is next Wednesday, sex night, like make a joke of it. And then all day you can flirt on text or whatever up to it and just like make it fun and flirty. Yeah. Um, that that actually works really well for couples. The, the other thing I'm going to say about sex, um, these things, none of them sound sexy. Just keep this in mind. But they they do lead to sexy experiences. <laughs> so another another suggestion I have is having a conversation. You may want to have it with the lights out because it can be vulnerable, even with like 
ironically, the people closest to us are, that's when it's hard to have sex talk. It's yeah. like easier in the first month of dating. You're not as vulnerable. Right. So put out the lights if you want and just be like, okay, let's, let's talk about it. What time of the day is your shut out time? And what is a good time for you? Because couples, what happens is, and I've interviewed hundreds of couples through the years, and they had, they had been sometimes married for years and had never figured out that one of them wanted weekend afternoon sex and the other wanted, you know, Monday night sex. And, yeah. What do you do? Your timing is different. If your timing is different, you have to find a half. That's like partnership. You have to meet in the middle and find something for both of you, but it's surprisingly effective. Or you, or you like say, okay, I don't love morning sex, but let's try it this weekend and see what happens because you like it. Yeah. You see what I mean? Like, yeah. So it's important to have these unsexy conversations to improve sex. Right. What if you're the one that's like always doing the initiative and then you kind of start to like get resentful of your partner for not, for not really like picking up these cues or not really making an effort? Like, cause I meant, I know you mentioned, you know, you don't want to be that, that nagging uh, person, but like what, what can you do in a constructive way? So like the most important thing is how you communicate what you need because it's so important in relationships to communicate your desires and needs. So don't feel badly about that. It's how you say it. Mm-hmm. So I I think if you want to have a conversation about it, we're going to talk about two things, how to have the conversation, but what actions you also want to do. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll answer you're both so of those. Oh, I'm so glad <laughs> well, you're you here. Well, you know what it is? It's, I'll tell you something. I've heard the I used to host a TV show called Love 911. And people, it's the same five relationship questions all of America has because we're all struggling with the same questions. Yeah. So that's the good news. You're not, you're alone. not alone in this. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the two sides are this. So in terms of how to communicate, either talk about what you missed that you love that was sexy. We talked about that before. Or you can ask your partner what, what he likes instead of saying what you need, you know, what like, do you find I miss, I I miss the days when we would just hang out and it was passionate. Like how do you feel about that? Do you think about that? You can just invite dialogue instead of accusing him of not stepping up or doing enough. Mm-hmm. Um but also I want to say that communication through positive um affirmation is very powerful when it comes to foreplay. So men and women, but let's just talk about men. I assume we're talking about heterosexual relationships here. Um, approval is very important. Um, for women, I always say attention is very important. Yeah. Both of those things are acknowledgement. You see me, you value me. Both men and women need that. But for women, it manifests more through attention. I want you to notice when I dress up. I want you to listen to me. I want you to pay attention to me. For men, it's approval. I don't want you to judge me. I want what I do to be good enough. Mm. Um, if you kind of keep that in mind and approach it that way, like through your words, be be. you don't have to be ridiculously um, complimentary, like to the point that you're treating him like he's your four-year-old son. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, acknowledging when he does great things is a great step in foreplay. Mm-hmm. because that's going to make him feel more bonded to you um, in general. So, and you'll get more attention, yeah. likely. So the attention approval thing is is important, but also kind of recognizing what that part of what attracts you to someone repels you later. <laughs> so if you were attracted to the fact that your boyfriend was so laid back and like, 
oh, I love how mellow he is. And then later you're complaining. He never takes initiative. Just know that those are connected. (laughs) (laughs) That's a funny thing to point out, actually. (laughs) You know, we, we talk about like, so I think there comes a point in a relationship though, maybe these problems can kind of, uh, you know, stack on top of each other. And when, when does it really become a problem? And, um, I mean, I, I want to cover for the guys too, but I feel like girls can sometimes feel like sexually rejected in a relationship. And that's like not a good feeling. It's not, it's really not. It's not for men or women. And it's more common for women than we talk about. Yeah. Cause there's this image that men always want it. Yep. And that's really upsetting for women who aren't with partners who always want it. Like, yeah. So yeah, I mean, which I do yeah. want to say something on that point too. I, 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 it's such like a disservice. Like I feel like I've been fed that spoon fed that bullshit, like our whole lives, like every, like every um, front page of Cosmo is like, he thinks about sex every seven seconds. And then like you grow up and it's like, no, like people are people. Like he, you know, they have things that people they People have different about. sexual appetites. Yeah. yeah. And like, you know, you go to work, you stress, like it's, it's okay. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's okay that if a guy doesn't want to have sex every it's single day. It's totally okay. But what you have to decide is also, are you sexually compatible? Like, can you, if nothing changes, can you live for the rest of your life like that? And I think that that's a real question women and men, but need to ask themselves because people don't change radically. That said, you can still improve it. It doesn't, you know, there's so many variables here. So we don't know exact context. If someone, if you haven't had sex for two years, that's a red flag. But if like, oh, all my friends are having sex every day and we're having it once a week, you're so normal. Yeah, that's not a problem generally. And if it is a problem because you have a bigger sexual appetite, uh, try to communicate that in a way that's not accusing him of anything. Mm. Okay, so when do you think it gets to the point that you maybe need to like make a change, pull the trigger? There's a well, I'm going to quote Dr. Phil. (laughs) I don't always quote Dr. Phil because I don't always agree with Dr. Phil, but he once said something that I read because I've been doing relationship research for years and it's a very powerful statement. He said that, I think it was him, that when sex is working, you think about it about 10% of the time. And when it's not, you think about it 90% of the time. Mm. So the red flag is when it's consuming you, when you're thinking about it all the time, feeling super rejected. Um, that's when you need help. Yeah. And, um, you know, once you're getting to that point, like you mentioned getting help, like what are some of those helpful steps that you can do before just like being like, it's over? Well, absolutely discuss your desires in a non-confrontational way as we discussed. Ask him, you know, like when, ask those open-ended questions, like when, when is it, you know, I realize that it's always kind of on my schedule when I feel like it, but that's not fair because you also have needs. Let's talk about your needs, you know, make it positive. Yeah. So if you're not getting anywhere one-on-one talking to him or trying new approaches, um, you can ask him, you can say, this is really important to me. How would you feel like talking to a counselor or a therapist about it? I don't think we're in dire trouble, but I also want to nip it in the, you know, I want to like, work on it before it balloons into a really big issue that could split us apart. Yeah. Now, if you're years in without sex, you're cheating, you're like, I, I don't, this is not working. 
yeah, you might want to break up with the person because cer- certain things are hard to reverse mm. um, once, you know, a long, long time has passed with no intimacy. But it's never, look, I wrote a whole book about debunking rules in dating and relationships because I've interviewed people who have broken every rule you can imagine and have very ha- happy relationships. So the key is to to communicate your needs and see how your partner responds to it as much as you can. Yeah. Like that. This is kind of uh, kind of switching gears here. My friend, <laughs> my friend's mom gave her this piece of advice and she gave it to me. And I thought this was very interesting, but like she told her to be- become an actress, like in, in the bedroom. Like if you're not into it, sometimes you just have to like fake it till you make it. Yeah. <laughs> and like do it. Do you think like faking orgasms or like just doing that, even if you're not in the mood, is ever the right thing to do or... Yeah, I don't think, hopefully you're not doing it every single time, yeah. but um, faking it sometimes just to get things back on track and to communicate to your partner that you desire him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's fine. And you mentioned that like kind of chemical change too, right? Like just to get the testosterone yeah. pumping in like yeah. both of you. Definitely. Interesting. I, I also think like know that flirting starts way outside the bedroom for men and women. So approval, attention, everything we were talking about um, in the the week leading up to when you want to have sex, (laughs) just like be very conscious of how do I court this person? Because when we're dating, we're, we're so good at that. And then somehow when we're in a relationship, we forget that we still need to pursue each other. Yeah. Can you give me some examples? I'm like, shit, I haven't pursued. No, I mean, (laughs) nobody does it without thinking. You just don't have sudden inspiration to pursue your partner. Yeah. (laughs) So you have to be like, on Tuesday, I'm going (laughs) to... No, it could be like a simple, sexy text. It doesn't even have to be sexy. It could be cute. You know, I'm thinking of you at like, look, an inside joke you guys share. Just something that lets your partner know that you're thinking about him or her is a good first step. Yeah. Telling, you know, I've never understood when women particularly tell men they shouldn't hang out with their guy friends and do like getaways. And because that's why you were attracted to him, that he had a life outside of you. Mm -hmm. So encourage him. He's going to be so excited if you're like, I mean, I, again, I'm addressing women. I think men need to do a lot to step up too. But in this case, um, you know, tell your friend, like, you should invite out of town guys to visit, like, have a guy's weekend. Encourage him to do things that make him happy. Or or you love fishing. Like, when are you going to go? Feed his passions. And you mm. don't always have to be involved in them because that that's a really um, big way for him to know that you're, you still care a lot about his needs. Yeah. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. And then one other question I was going to ask you, because I know we we were kind of talking mostly to women for most of this. So like for the guys, what would you, what would be some advice for the guys out there if they want to like introduce the mojo back into their relationship? Um, the, for women, it really starts outside the bedroom a lot of the time. So um, attention, um, compliment, your woman when she so easy. it's so easy and it works you know i told a friend of mine who went to europe recently he he's newly single i told her i said when a woman is looking beautiful just say it with confidence don't make it up like be don't be sn- snaky about it just tell her you look really beautiful 
He's like, that was amazing advice. <laughs> it's like, so easy. So easy. Um, so easy, guys. So, um, I might be yeah. with flowers too. Yeah. Any, any kind of gesture of romance, attention, attention, yeah. attention. I'm like, it- Especially in New York City, you know, there's there's like bodegas yeah. on every corner. Seven dollar flowers, guys. Literally yeah. seven dollars. The yeah. best seven dollars yeah. you've ever spent. That's in your whole right. Life. Because it's it's about the small things. I also have a chapter called "Sweat the Small Stuff." So it's always the small things that lead to big changes mm-hmm. in relationships. So you pack someone's lunch for the next day, and he or she didn't expect that, and you put a cute note in it. That goes a long way. Yeah, and that's little. That's not a huge gesture on a holiday. Yeah. So cute. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Andrea, thank you so much for coming in Anytime. on this topic. And I know we could probably talk about this for a lot longer, but uh, where can people find your your books? So I'm all over um, Amazon. I'm the only one in the world with my name, Andrea Sirtash. <laughs> so I guess you'll tag my name, but yes, I'm, I'm on social media, of course. And yeah, I've been I've been doing this for a while. So you can find a lot of videos also that I've hosted. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much for being here. Sure. Oh my gosh, you guys, that is a wrap on this week's episode. I wish I could keep Andrea here for like another five hours. I feel like there is just so much more to talk about on this topic, but hopefully you got some good general advice and a few good starter tools and tricks to help you get out of your sex rut and get back to banging. I want to challenge you guys to use at least one thing you heard today this week and see how it affects your relationship. So guys, maybe surprise your girl with flowers or ladies, encourage your man to have a guy's night or wear some matching underwear. Just try something. I think we all listen to podcasts and think like, oh, that sounds like such a good idea, but then we don't actually do anything. So here's your reminder to try something new and just see what happens. And oh my God, if you, if you know, you try something and it works really well or vice versa, like completely backfires in your face, let me know because I just love hearing your guys' stories. Um, if you want more, uh, ways to spice it up and bring back your mojo. I am including an Amazon link to Andrea's books. And actually through Amazon, I was able to create a list of all the books mentioned on this podcast. So if you remember on our What Are We episode, we talked about attachment theory or on our finance episode, we talked about Tony Robbins' book, Money Master the Game. All of those books are now in one easy page, uh, a list page on Amazon. And I've even added some other books and products on there too that have been like truly life-changing to me in some ways or that I just highly, highly recommend. So the link to that list page will be in show notes for anybody interested. As always, I want to thank our guests this week, Connor Crehan, Anna Morgenstern, and Andrea Sirtash. Thank you guys for coming back on the show for a second time. Uh, And if you guys listening want to connect with them directly, I have all of their info up on show notes. So definitely check them out. Uh, If you want to connect with me, I am on Instagram at Big Kid Problems and at Sarah A. Merrill underscore is my personal. So feel free to reach out. I always love hearing what you guys are liking about the show. So please keep it coming. Tell your friends, maybe post it on your IG stories and tag me, or maybe just like really casually send it to your significant other with like a wink face, you know, keep it subtle. (laughs) Um, All right, guys, that is all from you this week. I hope you enjoyed this episode and we are down to our last 
two episodes of the season coming up. I can't believe it. I'm kind of freaking out. Um, but hopefully I will see you here again next week. So until then, see you next Tuesday. Bye.